Hey, welcome to another episode of Coffee with Tea. I'm Tamara Israel. This is Coffee with Tea, a weekly show where we talk about pop culture events, whatever's happening in my life. Not that right now it's a dog. <laughs> and whatever else comes off the dome. Today we are joined by the amazing. She, I don't know how she's joining us today because I'm pretty sure she doesn't sleep. But we're happy to have her. Everyone, please welcome Jenny Wheeler. Thanks, Nico. It's okay, boo-boo. What's up, everybody? So uh, we're here with Jenny, and as you can see, she is at her kitchen because all she does is cook for other people. And what is your secret ingredient? It's always love. Always, always, love. always, always love. Always love. You hear that? There's nothing better in food than love. A little extra love. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jenny, for people who don't know you, which is a shame, but <laughs> if they don't, you do so many different things in the community to help people eat, to help people find a, <laughs> a place to um, be themselves and to find a place to eat without shame. I think that's something that I'd like to talk about a little bit later. But right now, I want to talk about all the amazing things that you do on Cape with the Faith Family Kitchen, with Ginny's Joy, with the collaborative. Like, Let's hop into that. What is Ginny's Joy? Uh, well, you know, it's funny. Jenny's Joy has come to mean a lot of things lately. <laughs> um, but Jenny's Joy is actually a boutique catering and, you know, private chef uh, company that I started a little over five years ago. And it had to morph um, due to uh, it what started as a gluten-free food company mm-hmm. and a food brand. And it had to morph after I sustained a pretty significant accident. And so when I landed on Cape because of Spalding, um, I wasn't sure because I wasn't sure I was ever going to be back in the kitchen again. I wasn't sure, um, really wasn't sure who I was anymore, you know, after everything that happened. And so it was really, Jenny's Joy is, it's a journey and it's not really a destination. So it's been a pretty happy journey since I've been on Cape Cod. And I don't think I thought I would ever be able to say that three years ago, you know, three and a half years ago, but, um, Today, it is a boutique um, catering prepared foods, private chef company, and it is where I get to play with all sorts of amazing ingredients because it really caters to people with, you know, food allergies or sensitivities, preferences. Um, You know, I'm on Cape Cod, so I have the most amazing resources of local fresh food and fish. So, you know, it's really fun. I love 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 that i get to do it and honestly it allows me to do the rest of what i do um which is a huge part of jenny's joy (laughs) so you know when i first came to cape cod i really stumbled my way into a place called faith family kitchen funny enough i actually was introduced to cape cod culinary incubator first but it wasn't really it wasn't too far along. And so through through them, I met Peter Troutman, one of the owners of Scargo Cafe, one of my favorite humans, personally, my fairy godfather, I like to refer to him as. And he introduced me to Faith Family Kitchen's kitchen. And I was just looking for a place to get back in a kitchen to see what I could do to see if, you know, I still was able to, to be in a commercial kitchen. Um, and I had no idea that Faith Family Kitchen, the program, existed at the time. And so I spent exactly three nights in this kitchen, in this program, with somebody, with another chef. 
before I ended up taking it over. And I was like, uh, excuse me, wait, what's happening? <laughs> uh, am I being punked? Is Ashton Kutcher going to jump out something? <laughs> and so I kind of immersed myself in Jenny's Joy wasn't even on the table at that point in time. I was just trying to see what I could do. And then I found this amazing community. Um, Faith Family Kitchen is a minister of the Cape Cod Council of Churches. It operates normally pre-pandemic which feels like an eternity ago, um, <laughs> with 150 plus volunteers a month, rotating from 17 churches to rotary groups. It's amazing, like absolutely amazing. Um, and so I was able to have help with anything I couldn't do, which was truly like a gift. Like that just doesn't exist in commercial kitchens. So it really is one of those, wow, okay. And it wasn't lost on me that I ended up at a place called Faith when I really didn't have any. And Ooh. I don't even mean that in a religious standpoint. Like, I mean that in every way. I didn't have faith in myself. I didn't have faith in my body anymore. Mm -hmm. I didn't have faith in my skills. Um, and it really, I was really lost. And so I kind of, I say all the time that, like, my best friend's parents, Uh-oh. It looks like Jenny's all day on Cape Cod. Oh, there you go. Faith Family Kitchen gave me a life back, which was a gift. And it was a gift that I, I didn't think it could get any better, right? Like, this was a step in the process, but I thought it was a destination. I truly <laughs> believed, like, okay, I survived this accident and everything that happened, and now I'm here, and now I'm getting so much more than I'm giving by being able to help people who are dealing with food security issues, right? And I'm getting to, I we are one of the only problem programs that has under normal circumstances a family seating and an adult seating, mm -hmm. and we feed the community and we feed the homeless. And so I just was getting to like love on people when I didn't think I had anything to give. And mm -hmm. by finding something to give, I really got so much back. And so I also learned a lot. Um, <laughs> And so in the government shutdown of 2018, December of 2018, which again, feels like 20 years ago, yep. <laughs> um, a lot of people started reaching out to us um, that had never needed assistance before. And so that was really an interesting dynamic for me. My background is business. I have an MBA from Babson. And all of a sudden I really started kind of like getting a bigger picture in my mind of like, okay, this isn't. You know, yes, I'm feeding people in the Hyannis area, but there's the need all of a sudden seemed like it was growing much more significantly. Mm -hmm. And so I started what we called a Friday food giveaway. So every Friday I started giving away all of these through my partnership with the Great Boston Food Bank. I could gain access to things that were fantastic for individuals, but not really for me in a commercial kitchen. So mm -hmm. I started offering those to people every Friday to help them get through the weekend because there were no food programs on the weekends. And I had all of these people that were dealing with such a stigma because they had never needed help before. And all of a sudden, because of this government shutdown, we're in this very scary place. And we all know, you don't know what you don't know. So you don't know what questions to ask. You're scared by the time you actually even ask for help, you're way past when you really needed it. Mm -hmm. It's a very scary place to be. But I think part of it is that I've kind of, I don't want to say joked because no one should joke about a pandemic, but like, I genuinely feel like one of the reasons I've been able and 
almost gifted with the ability to show up during the pandemic is I went through a personal pandemic of my own. Like mm -hmm. when I lost my kitchen, fell through the tub, was so badly injured, sustained the brain injury. Like I really didn't think I was gonna make it back. And so having that fight and having that journey and really not being sure if I would survive it personally, I think has given me the ability kind of to turn around and just say, in a way, fuck it. <laughs> like I, I <laughs> I'm I'm here. I'm I am gonna show up every day. I am gonna love on every person I can. I am I don't care if people tell me I'm too much, it's too much, it's like screw it. <laughs> I am gonna come and I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna do everything I can for any everyone I can because I am lucky to be here today and I feel blessed. Um but basically that's where the collaborative kind of came into play. So with with you know the 2020 bubonic plague, you know, basically, <laughs> like, you know, otherwise name it, no, known as COVID. Um, basically, I was like, dude, there is going to be so many people that are going to need help. So yeah. many people. And so I called Harry Henry at the Cape Cod Culinary Incubator, and I teach with them all the time. Um, and, you know, said, Harry, we have to be able to do more. We got to do more. We should be doing more. We can be doing more. We've got to do more. And his response was great. What does that look like? <laughs> and I was like, I don't quite know yet, but I will get back to you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just wanted to let you know, I'm about to tie you in and rope you into something. <laughs> um, and so basically through kismet or grace, um, at the very same time, the ACF, the American Culinary Federation, reached out to Harry to say, hey, Harry, we have people that are about to be out of work. We have skills. We also want to donate all of this food. We don't want it to go bad. Like, what should we do? Mm -hmm. And Harry was like, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> and so legitimately, Harry um, matched up the ACF with me. And so I took in all of this amazing food donated from restaurants all yeah. over Cape Cod which was astounding, right? And we had the SPAT program. So I was like taking in 1,200 pounds of, uh, I'm sorry, 1,200 oysters and clams from Wellfleet. And like, I mean, just this amazing, amazing stuff. Again, because we're on Cape Cod and it's amazing. Like, it's just astounding, right? The natural resources we have. And so Harry, uh, Michael Pillarella, the head of the ACF on Cape Cod, who's the executive chef at Wiano, and Joe Elia, who at the time was the executive chef at the West End, and on the board of the ACF, we sat down and the collaborative was born. And so Jenny's Joy, the Cape Cod Culinary Incubator and the ACF came together to form what is now known as the Family Table Collaborative, which is why I'm gonna show you, well, the Family Table Collaborative was um, given this amazing gift. Um, we've received, we've been beautifully received by the community and we're so excited to be able to help so many people. We've served over 20,000 meals at this point in time since the pandemic 20, started to over 20,000. Yep. And um, yet last night and tonight alone, we're actually going to be serving over 1,750 Thanksgiving meals, um, which is such a gift like to so many because it's a home cooked meal. Mm -hmm. And we've partnered with several senior, you know, senior agencies and family agencies to provide these meals. Last night we were in Hyannis, um, you know, getting under tornado warnings and you know all sorts of fun stuff but then we got a rainbow which is really cool and then i froze couldn't feel my fingers it was awesome so 
you know, whatever. It's all in a nice work. However, tonight we're going to be at the wing school in Sandwich. And so we were blessed because um, of community partnerships and, you know, collaboration. The reason I named the collaborative the collaborative is because mm -hmm. I believe strongly in we are not trying to create new, you know, we're, we don't need new wheels. We don't need new. What we need is solutions. And what we really have is a distribution problem. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, honestly, every time I talk about this, I try and get people, A, to stop saying food insecurity. Yeah, because nobody needs to be told they're insecure. We're already fighting this massive stigma, right? Stop telling people they're insecure. Yes. Cut it out. Don't do it. Remove it from your language. So we're dealing with food security issues. But mm -hmm. what I really want to focus on and what my, like, the love is for me is nutritional security. It's not just food security because not all food is created equal. And True. yes, any food is better than no food in the most dire of circumstances. But really, if you're not fueling your body well, you know, then you're not going to feel well. And if you're not eating well, you know, you're not going to be as productive. You're not going to be as productive in your relationships at school, at work, and you're not going to be as good of a community member. And to be honest, in order for healthy communities to exist, we need to feed people and we need to feed people well. Damn so, right. and, and that also helps on the flip side with healthcare and everything else. It's all one big system, right? Mm -hmm. And we got to find a way to work this out and work it together. So for me, this was where it really did go back to almost like, hold on, we don't have that much, like we have in moments, we have a food issue on Cape Cod, right? But for the most part, we don't have a food issue. We have a distribution problem. Mm. And so this is where kind of the business mindset of like collaborating with people. And I'm not going to lie, Great Boston Food Bank is the lifeline for most programs on Cape Cod and, and throughout Massachusetts. Um, I have become the biggest purveyor of food from the Greater Boston Food Bank outside of the pantries on Cape Cod. We're taking in almost 30,000 pounds of food a month. Um, <laughs> yep. So it's crazy. But it's amazing. And the fact that, you know, there's a difference between you have to you have to look at the whole picture. Like you can't just give somebody a butternut squash. A lot of people don't know what the hell to do with it. And not for nothing, a butternut squash the pain he has to deal with even if you do cook. Like, you know, it's like so, you know, yeah, with good knives make it easier and you know, skills, but like, but the reality is you give somebody a butternut squash and they don't know what to do with it. Have you done anything? Like, no, because that doesn't really work. So you have to be build a bridge. You have to make sure that we're not only giving people, you know, nutritious food, but we're helping them, you know, understand how to cook it. We're helping them understand why it's important mm -hmm. that they eat better food. Why maybe in the land of like high fat, high salt, high sugar, and salt and pepper is the only spices, otherwise known as the United States, <laughs> where there's a lot more to food than that. Yes. Like we do, we can survive on more than mac and cheese and chicken tenders and you know, whatever, salt and sugar and blah. So, you know, I like to expand to people's palates, but for one quick second, I do want to thank the Thanksgiving meals. We are so blessed to be sponsored by the United Way of Cape Cod, Cape Cod Foundation Strategic Response Fund, and Rockland Trust all came together to sponsor right. our Thanksgiving meals to allow us to do significantly more than we would do on a normal basis. So that was amazing. And again, it's it's further that collaboration, right? Because it does take a village. I say this all the time. None of us like can do this alone. Nope. So it takes a village. And we unless we work together and unless we support each other, you know, 
I would say that's the biggest thing I've gotten. I've gotten to see the best of humanity come out of this when so many people are, you know, seeing the worst. Yeah. And I've built lifelong friendships and partnerships with people like Tammy Leone of Cape Kid Meals and Matt Levesque, who's a town counselor who works with Food for Vets. And we are all coming together. And that brings us to the last piece of what I'm doing right now, uh -huh. which is Farmers to Families through the USDA. So this is a grant that was secured by Don Cox and the Mass Military Support Foundation. Mm -hmm. And we are currently bringing in multiple trucks a week. We're doing two distributions, one in uh, one at uh, Cape Cod Community College every Saturday through the next several weeks at least. And mm -hmm. then one in Orleans tomorrow morning at 19 West Road, the old Cape Cod 5 building, Dorothy Severis um, from Cape Cod 5 and John Cox of Cape Cod Community College are amazing community partners for us. Um, so they're allowing us to use their facilities to distribute 32 pound cases of fresh meat, dairy and produce um, yeah. to people who need it, which is astounding. And again, yeah. you know, I tell people all the time, love is our secret ingredient. If you need a little extra love, come find us. But here's the deal. Who doesn't need a little extra love right now? Like, really? Who doesn't Everyone. need it? <laughs> Everyone needs it. <laughs> so, yeah. So we're doing all sorts of, you know, I think we're we're. All sorts of amazing things are happening because of the effort of a boatload of people. And I feel blessed to be a part of it. Um, and on the Jenny's Joy side of things, I like have my Jenny's Joy apron on, Jenny's Joy hat today, um, because I'm going to show you where about the Cape Cod Culinary Incubator is doing its um, ex Thanksgiving extravaganza. So you can see all those things of potatoes. And this is my favorite piece it's the kettle which i finally oh, refer cool. to as the pool and because, as, a you know, pool? As, as a past national level swimmer it's a pool like so <laughs> everything goes in the pool like every time i'm cooking something i'm like you know my right hand in the kitchen jack is like everything in the pool i'm like everything in the pool <laughs> wow what are those dimensions how big is that thing um it's 35 gallons so that's my soup kettle this is what jenny's joy is built off of soup um, today it'll be used for mashed potatoes. I'm making 70 oh. quarts of mashed potatoes for the Cape Cod Culinary you know, giveaway tomorrow. Um, 70 quarts. So that's 160 pounds of potatoes about to become 70 quarts mm -hmm. of mashed potatoes, you yeah. know, with all the good stuff like cream and butter mm -hmm. and pepper. It's just so good. So it's good. good to be hard. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. And just for you this morning, because, you know, I want to make sure I, I know it's coffee mm. with tea, but oh. because tea loves food and I because do. whenever I see you, I'm making food, I decided I would at least make a little bit of a breakfast version of loaded tots. So I threw in some kielbasa, some fresh grated cheese, local cheese, some baby potatoes with some beautiful spicing. It's delicious. And it's had with my vet, <laughs> like which way oh. am I going? Vet, oh, iced coffee. Oh, so I hope I answered some of your questions. You did. <laughs> a lot of stuff going on, Tay. A lot of stuff. I miss you. <laughs> I miss you so much, man. Like, I just miss hanging out with you. I just miss talking I to you. I love hanging out with you. <laughs> I'm not saying that I love hanging out with you because every time we do, you cook. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I enjoy your company. It doesn't hurt. doesn't hurt. Can't hurt. Can't hurt. Uh, Good so, food can never hurt. Hell no. Uh, how do you take your coffee? By the fat, <laughs> IV, straight in, mainline. <laughs> um, I, well, two ways. 
Okay. If it's if I'm not in my kitchen and it's a cold morning, I like straight up strong as hell black coffee. Whew. Hot black. Hot and black. Hot and black. That's how we roll. That's However, how we roll. In my kitchen and most of the year, I am drinking quartz <laughs> because that's how you roll in a kitchen, just quart containers, soup containers of iced coffee. Um, again, very strong and unsweetened <laughs> almond milk. Uh-huh. <laughs> Has to be unsweetened because I don't like sugar. You know that. You don't like, oh. No sugar. No I know sugar. I look like I should like sugar. Like, it's so <laughs> unfair. It's really unfair. It's Truly, not fair. This is the most unfair thing in my life. Irish eyes and Irish thighs. Seriously. <laughs> I have, like, no sugar. I have no sweet tooth. And I look like I eat a pint of Ben and Jerry's every day. It's not right. <laughs> I, too, right. love sugar. It's a, well, I love sugar. I know you don't, but. I know you do. <laughs> so good. Um, so I have a question for you. All right. So you do so many things out in the community. You're always involved in something and you're always helping someone move forward. So who is that person in your life who inspires you, who helps you move forward? Oh, that's an amazing question. Um, I don't know that there's one person. Mm -hmm. I, I think that I'm inspired in a lot of different ways. I probably, since being on Cape Cod, have been most inspired um, by a class that I took, which was called CLI. So Cape Leadership Institute, which I now sit on the board of and vice chair of the board, which is amazing. And I love this the organization. I, I had done a lot before I got to Cape Cod, but of course I started from scratch when I got here, you know, again, I, had, I was questioning myself. I wasn't sure what I could do. I wasn't sure what my capacity was. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't sure how I would recover, or if I would recover from the injuries I sustained. And so as I started kind of finding my way back, um, I hadn't really found my tribe. Like I hadn't, I didn't mm-hmm. feel like I belonged yet yeah. because I just was so out of sorts. And I think, you know, that fake it till you make it, you know, I was an athlete. so you do what you got to do. You put one foot in front of the other, but you know, a smile masks a lot. And you know, I smile a lot, but I also mask a lot. And you know, I've had to work really hard to acknowledge that and, you know, kind of give myself the grace that I offer others. And that's hard, (laughs) (laughs) hard, really hard. So I was lucky enough to, participate in a class um, to the class of 2019 where I was exposed not only to Cape Cod as a bigger picture um, and just do this amazing deep dive into leadership and the Cape and all the things that impact this beautiful space we live in. Um, But the people really gave me hope that I could survive everything that I had gone through, Mm -hmm. that I could rejoice in my weird and crazy self. And I, you know, I was lucky enough to have people like Britt Burbank in, in my class, who is an inspiring, crazy, beautiful soul. Um, You know, I had Melanie, I had, you know, 
and I met so many great friends, you know, Rob, Cushing, like there are so many people that mean and Margot Cahoon interviewed me for that class and has become a great friend. Like so many of my tribe that I just, you know, Gabby Rawson, like, you know, oh, it, love her. it's just like so many of the people that became my tribe, that my grounding here on Cape Cod, my source of, you know, sanity, my sounding boards, my, you know, people I trusted, Kara Galvin at Mass Hire is part of our class and one of my closest friends now. It's, it's amazing when I think back to how much that class not only impacted me professionally because it introduced me to so many people that I, you know, I became close with, working with, partnerships with, collaborate with, that I can pick up a phone and say, hey, I'm doing this and, you know, really be able to get input. So, but it also impacted my life immensely personally. And so I don't really think it's one person that has inspired me since being on Cape Cod. It's that I feel like we have this amazing, Mariana Gresti, like mm. watching these amazing people do crazy, brilliant things. You know, mm -hmm. I got to meet Sarah Swain last week and man, oh, is she amazing. a badass. Like yeah, she is. it is, you know, Sarah Colvin, like all of these people, like we have amazing people on Cape Cod. Mm -hmm. We in the arts industry, in the creative industries, in like, I mean, we have, we just have amazing humans. And mm -hmm. that to me is inspiring and inspires me every day because like I said, it's, this isn't a one person show. Like, you know, I'm lucky to get to do what I do, but I'm even luckier that I get to do it with all the people I get to do it with. Cause man, if you can't laugh, <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna <Yeah>. drown. <laughs> I don't know how we're gonna do this. <laughs> um, somebody actually did an article on my Faith Family Kitchen team, and we had to switch to a permanent pandemic team. So I have 13 people that have filled nine slots in my kitchen for 46 weeks. These people are superheroes. Wow. And an article was done um, in Edible Cape Cod where they actually looked at Jenny's Joy. Uh, the collaborative and Faith Family Kitchen, and the uh, the person writing the article, Susan Fernal, referred to my Faith Family Kitchen team as an episode, a scene right out of Mash. <laughs> 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 Which is to, to this day like one of my favorite favorite <laughs> comments. Who like, wants that? I can, I can live with that. I can right. live with that. You know, <laughs> and so yeah, it's you know. Welcome I to the crazy. Jump on in. The water's fine. Right? Come on in. Uh, I have two so more questions for you. Yes. Uh, possibly three. Okay. Um, so anyone watching, if you have a question that you want to ask Jenny, throw it in the comments and we'll ask her at the end of the show and just see what she says. Um, please be respectful. I don't know who's watching. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, yeah, we keep like Jenny. Clean, so. folks, keep it clean. Yes, please keep it clean. So uh, my next question to you is, so with the upcoming uh, holiday, um, Thanksgiving, it's it's a food holiday, you know, for those who observe it and those who don't. Um, it's built in uh, American history and American culture as a holiday we spend with each other and we eat. Um, what are you putting on your table for this coming holiday? What are you cooking? 
So my family always celebrate. We have a tiny family. So under, under again, non-plague circumstances, yes. we usually do a huge Friendsgiving. And we did this uh, starting 12 years ago. We just up and moved Thanksgiving to the weekend before. Because really, what? who cares what day it's on? It's really about the thought process, right? Yeah. Gratitude, giving thanks, you know, really appreciating who is in your life. And so we moved it and called it Friendsgiving. And um, we have had up to 75 people in the past, yeah. um, all done with China and full on. My mom and I spreadsheet it. We do it out like starting a month in advance planning. Um, yep, it's really awesome. However, you know, it's 2020. That <laughs> so, like, it just it just is. Welcome to the dumpster fire. Yeah, so, <laughs> what you do? No. so um, you know, this year is a little bit different, but I always I actually my family um my sister, my dad, the reason I started uh, Jenny's Story as a gluten-free company is my sister and dad have to be gluten-free. Mm -hmm. And so I actually made some uh, fresh gluten-free cranberry mm -hmm. strawberry pies with a crumble on top, which, mm -hmm. yeah, I know I'm yeah, language keep now, I know. Mm -hmm. And I also made some fresh apple pies, um, mm -hmm. all of which were gluten-free. I have this butternut squash sweet potato mm. bake that's made with caramelized onions, maple syrup, a little cayenne pepper, a uh, little salt, and in butter. Mm. And um, my nephews, when they were little, used to refer to it fondly as spicy squash. I'm genuinely make spicy squash, spicy squash. Um, but it's it's delectable. Like it's really really tasty. Um, I usually make a sausage stuffing and mm. a regular stuffing. I don't like fruit and stuffing, so I'm not It's wrong, it's wrong. <laughs> no fruit. Cut it out. No, don't put apples or cranberries or anything else in the stuffing. <laughs> so I like savory. I'm like all savory. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what else did I make for last weekend? Um, you know, I, I, I always, a lot of times, usually I cook the turkey. A lot of times we'll do a leg of lamb with it, depending on how many people, sometimes a ham. Um, you know, <laughs> the savory. I just, <laughs> I love it when you talk forget, like that. The most important part, gravy. Yep. Let's talk about it. Let's okay. talk about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gravy, gravy, like coffee, makes the world a better place. I'm just saying. It's, it just it, does. It just does. It does. Mm -hmm. I got a call yesterday from my nephews, and they evidently were devouring my leftover mashed potatoes, which I put cheese in, in a dish. I put cream cheese in addition to all the other good stuff, you know, because if you go big or go home, right? It's Thanksgiving. Exactly. <laughs> There's no calories on Thanksgiving. Doesn't count. None of it counts. So, yes, they were like just in seventh heaven. My mom said that they like tore through that. I also made homemade banana bread, um, mm -hmm. gluten free, and I make it sometimes with walnuts, sometimes with chocolate chips, mm -hmm. depending on who I'm feeding. Um, and so, yeah, you know, it's to me, Thanksgiving isn't about the what it's about the who. So, you know, for me, I've been posting lately, nobody should be hungry on Cape Cod right now. Like if you need a little extra love, come find us. Like we are here and we know we have distribution issues and we are working our asses off to figure that out. Like we are, this is why today we're going up to sandwich. Um, mm -hmm. We'll be rolling with a lot of meals. <laughs> so 
Um, if we need Kirkland, it's like, that's it. We can't fit anything else. Don't give us anything else to cook unless you're coming to take it. Exactly. That's it. With, with um, I filled, filled their coolers to the brim. Um, but we're, we're going up there. And then the thing is, is that we know that even if we get to sandwich, there are people that still can't get to us, right? Exactly. Cape Cod has almost no public transit. It's an expensive place to live. And, you know, it's so we have a distribution problem, like I said. Mm-hmm. So what we've done is partner with the Council on Aging, partner with the Senior Center, partner with the schools. And we have these cars and vans pull up and we mm-hmm. offload prearranged quantities of meals into these vehicles. And then they take them to the people that they know who need them. And nice. that's how we get it done. Like that's how we mm-hmm. penetrate beyond just saying, hey, we're here with extra food. We have to make it possible for people to get it. And so exactly. nutritious, delicious, nobody should ever go hungry, but definitely nobody should go hungry this week on King. <laughs> yeah. So I want to talk to you about that for a minute. Um, yes. With the, um, no one should go hang. Hung, hang, almost said hangry. Hungry. No, you shouldn't get to be hangry either. No, no one should be hangry <laughs> food either. Food matters. They're right food is credit. Food matters. Delicious. So what do we say to the person who, well, what would you say to the person who knows that they need food, who doesn't have any holiday food or doesn't have, you know, anyone around to make them food, but is also ashamed to ask for it? How do you reach those people? So I can't tell you how many people I talk to who say, no, 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 somebody else needs it more. Hmm. And you know what? We are always going to deal with need. But here's the thing is that no one benefits again. No one benefits if all of us aren't working at our best. And none of us can work at our best if we're hungry. And none of us can work at our best if we're not getting good food. So the reality is that anybody that, you know, I... There, this is where there's a difference between food security and nutritional security. Because I have so many people say to me, oh, no, 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 I don't need it. Like, I'm okay. And some of it might come from stigma, right? Because it's really yeah. difficult to ask for help. I've learned this the hard way. I, I am not good for, at asking for help. I'm definitely not. But Same. And it's hard. And it doesn't feel good. Like, it doesn't feel good to need help. But what I've also come to realize is that it actually makes other people feel good though if you're somebody you seek out the helpers right so if you're somebody that helps it makes you feel good when somebody else can help but it makes other people feel good when they can help you and so it's one supportive circle and so this isn't about you know to me it's why i never talk about like or i try not to talk about needing food I say, if you need a little extra love and who doesn't need a little extra love, right? And so when I talk to people that, you know, part of it under normal circumstances, I hug them, they can see me smile. You know, it's a conversation, it's a family. Like there is no us and them. Like that doesn't exist in my world. And part of that is because I was on the other side of that line at one point in time, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I struggled with all sorts of things after this accident and I wasn't sure I was ever, and I'm the kid that did most things right. Right. Like, and yet still here I was lost. Everything had to close my kitchen, sustained a brain injury. Who knew where I was going? Like who knew? I didn't know if I was ever going to survive it. And so I think 
people know when they meet me, when they talk with me, when they call me, when they email me, I think they know that I care. Like, mm -hmm. and that's something you can empathize with people, but really to be able to look at everybody, whether it's money, race, mental illness, you know, sexual orientation, religion, I, I don't care, what, whatever we want to throw in here and look at every single person and just appreciate them for who they are and where they're at and learn to meet people where they're at. And I think I gained an amazing thing that came out of my injuries is I gained the ability to meet people where they're at because I was forced to learn how to meet myself where I was at. And that was not easy. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's really where me, my compassion and wanting to, you know, help others comes from because I was there and yeah. nobody should ever feel alone and nobody should ever feel, you know, and when it comes to food, that's like the piece of the puzzle I can do. Right. It's, it's yeah. like, I feel like it's my little gift. My food is my hug to the world at a time that I can't hug anybody. So, you know, mm. you know this, I hate not hugging people. It makes me upset. <laughs> it's very yeah. hard to not hug people too. Horrible. <laughs> it's stupid. Like, I just, I just want to hug everyone and give everyone. I know. Yeah. Every, every night I keep saying there's going to be one night at the collaborative that somebody doesn't make me cry. I'm going to get there. I'm going to, I'm going to get there. I'm going to toughen nope. up. I'm going to toughen up a little bit. And at some point in time, I'm going to get to a night where somebody's not going to make me cry. It has not happened yet, but it will. <laughs> it's coming. We all know it's, it's coming. coming. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> so you have been cooking for uh, almost, has it been like your whole life or almost your whole life? So, you know, it's funny. I almost went to culinary school instead of business school and people talked me out of it saying like, don't ruin what you love to do, which is kind of like bizarre. And like, it's really by doing it for a living, like it's really kind of a weird dynamic. Um, but I grew up, my grandmother was a chef when she was younger and we grew up with, I grew up cooking in a kitchen with her a huge passion for fresh food. We grew most of our own fruits and vegetables. We had huge gardens that we tilled every year. She used to say that she thought I was going to turn into a raspberry because I would go out and pick the raspberries. It'd be like five in my mouth, one in the bucket, like five in my mouth, one in the bucket. So, you know, we picked like, and we canned, you know, stuff, you know, I, it's where my love of rhubarb comes from. Like, it is really like I grew up cooking with her and my mom made most of our food growing up. You know, everything was fresh. Nothing was processed. Uh, nice. You know, we really like the day we got to have Cheez-Its, we thought we died and went to heaven because like we were like, holy moly, what are those snack food Cheez-Its? Um, yeah, you know, so we good. were not, we didn't get to have like the sugar cereals or hostess or anything. No, no, no. My mom didn't believe in that stuff. So, you know, I think that I grew up with a, in a, you know, a really good look at nutrition. And then I was an athlete and dealt with my own, all of my own demons, right? Mm -hmm. Dealt with bulimia twice. Um, never felt like I was good enough, thin enough, blah, blah, blah. Again, back to the Irish eyes, Irish thighs, throwing boobs. And it's just a total chicho with swimming in <laughs> your own yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I had to learn. I, I really had to learn that I had to learn to meet myself where I was at many times in my life, but this was the most significant. But growing up cooking with her just gave me a passion for being creative with it and um, allow me to 
you know, just really have fun in the kitchen. And so I never, you know, I read cookbooks like most women read romance novels. Yeah. Like I can be like, ah, so, so nice. <laughs> Do you think I ever cook with one? No, no, it's just ideas. Like I, it's like, it feeds my creativity. Mm. And the other thing that did that was travel. I've been to 33 countries. Um, I think that, you know, there's a lot, you know, spice has a lot to do with food and, you know, different ingredients and we only know what we know. So having all of these different influences that have fed my creativity, like I will say, I'm not a very creative person. Like, I don't feel like I'm a super creative person. Like I, you know. I would beg to differ. <laughs> I can't draw, I can't paint, like I can't do any of that stuff. But man, oh man, let me loose in the kitchen. Give me, you know, surprise ingredients. Let me just go to town. And that for me is fun. And, you know, I am all about making people realize it doesn't always have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be, the ingredients don't have to be expensive. You don't have to, you know, you can make amazing things, but with different spices, with exactly. different, I'm teaching a class coming up with the Cape Cod Culinary Incubator and the Urban Agenda Grant called Fun With Food, dot, 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 an important life skill. The first part are for the children. The second part are for the funding sources and the parents. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it real. So, <laughs> but it's my, gonna be my first time on Zoom cooking, uh, teaching a cooking class where I'm like, and this is what we're making. And this is what it looks like when we're done. <laughs> so fun. I love and them. Peace and all this stuff. But I'm giving every child a slow cooker. And the reason for doing that is because, you know, and I'm going to build their, them a spice cabinet every week. So every week when they're done with me, they're going to have a variety of spices that they likely didn't have before. They're going to have a slow cooker. Mm -hmm. They're going to have a couple of other fun little things I'm doing. And we're going to end with a cookbook. But it's going to give them license to have fun with food. Yeah. And food should be fun. And it doesn't mean you have to have access to the greatest and the best ingredients on the face of the land. Like you can do a lot. I mean, I, with my tots this morning, I threw in chickpeas. I, I marinated them in cilantro and lime and chili. And I threw those in with my, because for me, I love spice. I love, and I'm not saying hot, I'm saying flavor. And there are so many things you can do with food to make it taste differently and you know just be super creative and so for me i feel like oh my creativity funneled right into my kitchen <laughs> that's my place of being creative that's my happy place you know people are like you know all sorts of jokes about women in the kitchen in an apron and i was like dude i will be in here every day every day every day <laughs> so yes i i i didn't I always knew I loved cooking and I love seeing people respond to the food I make. So for me, as somebody who loves, like I'm definitely a pleaser, right? Like I love seeing people happy. And when your food makes someone happy, that's it. It just, it, it makes, it warms my soul. And for me, that's how I got into soup because soup is where I can pack a whole lot of nutrition. You know, Jenny's Joy Chicken Soup has 12 vegetables. Um, my best friend in the whole wide world of 30 something years is a doctor and she's like, it's so hard for me to think you can innovate chicken soup. And she's like, and she's mostly vegan. Like she eats vegan most of the time. Mm -hmm. And she went out and bought a freezer 
so that when I go down there, I make my chicken soup and I stock it in her freezer because when she doesn't feel good, she's like, it's like better than medicine. <laughs> like it's, oh my God. it's like, it's food for the soul. And it's one of those things where it does, it's just different because when you add all of people, like, it's like a three-year-old, right? I don't like it. I don't like it. Like, yeah, you listen to vegetables and people, I don't like it. <laughs> All the time. My nephews were never like, I don't like it. You do like it. <laughs> you had it all the time. You, you eat it all the time. Like <laughs> and so literally with, um, with, you know, my soup, my beef stew has 15 vegetables. My chicken soup has 12 vegetables. I make more vegetarian and vegan soups than you can count. Like I, you know, I make stuff up all the time. Like I could throw in all sorts of stuff, but it's all about all the vegetables that go into it and how amazingly robust the flavor becomes when you get all of that nutrition in there. And mm -hmm. soup is an easy way to get nutrition in people. That's why they used to be called soup kitchens. And soup for me, it feeds the soul. Like there's a reason there was that chicken soup for the soul when we were growing up that cut, right? That book that came out mm -hmm. and it really is soup feeds the soul. It warms you from the inside out. And yeah. so it literally, I feel like brings you up whenever you need it. Soup does that. So for me, that's why Jenny's Joy is based in soup. Damn right. Ah, oh, fuck yes. <laughs> so um, I just wanted to let you know, a couple people commented, no questions yet, which is, <laughs> I was kind of nervous, but <laughs> uh, Emily Entuzzle said that you are an inspiration. Um, Julianne Champman said that this is amazing. Thanks, Julianne. Uh, Dawn Kendra said that she's proud of you and uh, proud to be a volunteer with you. That's awesome. Oh, she's part of my most amazing, like she is seriously, she is amazing, amazing is in her own right. So well, awesome. She loves you. And uh, Elizabeth Stella Ford says, uh, <gasps> you have overcome and you are flying, blessed to witness your metamorphosis. That oh, is an amazing, amazing <laughs> is part of my brain injury support group. Stop it. <laughs> oh my yeah, God. At Spalding. And Liz is, if you guys haven't ever seen Liz, Liz Stelford, Elizabeth Stelford, she does all of these worksheets, whether you have brain injury or not, whether you ever sustained a brain injury or not. Mm -hmm. She has all of these amazing worksheets on her Facebook page. And if you haven't looked them up, you got to do it because they're really, really thought provoking. They're inspiring. They make you just, they ground you. And she's, she's yeah. pretty awesome. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. Um, I'll just stop there because that is, uh, that's amazing. <laughs> um, oh, so I wanted to go through uh, the holiday of the day because we always do um, a silly holiday of the day on Coffee with Tea. So All right. holidays today. The first All right. is National Sardines Day. So, who knew? No, um, might have to break out a can of sardines tonight. Uh, on this holiday, you're supposed to share a can of sardines with your friends. I'm pretty sure um, that's not a gift. I'm, I'm, like, I'm pretty sure you would not be appreciative if, if I brought you sardines, Jane. I, I would think you're mad at me. <laughs> like, why are you mad at me, Jenny? Like, I love oh, yeah. you. <laughs> celebrate your unique talent day right do you have a unique talent other than cooking because i have like a weird one Ooh, unique talent other than cooking. 
for you. <laughs> I'll tell I you my unique talent. <laughs> I can make a very loud noise with my tongue, which is odd. Like okay, that's my unique talent. <laughs> <laughs> swimming and that's why I also became a scuba diver. I, you know, I love travel, but really, yeah, no, I'm not like you know, all those little fine motor things and like, and <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> From now on, I will only refer to them as fine motor things. That is my favorite thing ever. <laughs> And I get snorting from my family <laughs> when I'm laughing too hard. That is love. Snorting my is sister's awesome. much better at it than I am. She used to really kill herself. <laughs> and I used to die laughing, laughing at her. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't really know if I have any unique talents. It's okay. <laughs> um, if, if I find any specifically unique talents, I'll be sure to update you, though. <laughs> okay, good. I'll be waiting for you. I'll be on the lookout. I will ask people if they feel we should ask other people. They see that's what you should ask them. Yeah. Do you think Jenny has any unique talent? Yeah. Do you know her. Does she you have unique me. talent? She has unique uh, talent. Actually, I like you. in the comments. Don't ask. <laughs> be respectful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I have one last question, and then uh, we're right. gonna get up out of here. So oh, um, I want to keep you forever. You wish. I miss your face. Like I miss seeing it in person. Oh, I miss you. <laughs> I miss your hug. Ugh. Give really good hugs. I know. And this is not, you know, the whole plague thing isn't helping me getting to see you. <laughs> I just, it's not the, but I will say it is like 75 degrees today. It, sorry. <laughs> Very sunny day. Mm. Yeah, that's also. Did I tell you I couldn't feel my fingers last night at the collaborative? <laughs> Took me like three hours, a hot shower, a jacuzzi tub, sitting my, right? sitting my hands in an oven, like, get the Whatever back, back my fingers. Whatever, close enough to 75. <laughs> yeah, so that's nice about the South. And like, oh, like, come at me with your last question, enough about 75. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. All right. So. Is there, <laughs> is there one recipe that you could cook in your sleep? Just straight muscle memory. You don't even need to look at it. What is one recipe you could cook in your sleep? Oh, there are a lot of those. There are a lot but of them. But the heart and soul of Jenny's Joy is my chicken soup. Oh. And it's not quick and it's not, it's layered. You know, it has those 12 vegetables in it, but it's, if I had to pick one, one, one. It would have to be my chicken soup. Followed probably very quickly thereafter by breakfast because I love breakfast. Mm, it's the best. <laughs> it's the best. I'm so jealous of your breakfast right now because this oh, is my breakfast. I, this is yeah. tea. I know. I had an apple earlier. It wasn't good. Even with even with my 
<laughs> I yes. have coffee with tea. I need breakfast. Yeah. I'm a little cranky if I don't get breakfast. Like you, if you take breakfast and I don't like yucky quick, like people eat sweets for breakfast and stuff. No, no, no. I like savory. I want breakfast. Mm -hmm. Breakfast, like people laugh at me. I'll have breakfast and then I'll still be eating it at dinner. Like, and they're like, that's gross. <laughs> I'm like, I would never feed it to anyone else. Right. But I took at it all day long. I'm like, you don't know my life. It's delicious. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, but it's like breakfast to me is like that. Again, it like speaks to my heart. It's like, it feeds my soul. It warms me up. Like, and it just sets my day. So I like, I will eat different types of breakfast depending on like how I need to fortify myself for what I'm facing that day. <laughs> I'm like, it's just how I do it. So and I love, like, I just, I love breakfast. I could eat breakfast for dinner, but as far as the one, the one recipe that I, you know, just, it, it's gotta be my chicken soup. It has to be like, I mean, it is the basis of it's how Jenny's Joy started. It's, um, it really does for me, it's food for the soul and it just gives everything, you know, all my love goes into what I do every day, but Jenny's Joy is what made me realize like my chicken soup is what made me like led me to create Jenny's joy was oh. people's response to my chicken soup. So I think that with that being said, I have to go with chicken soup. Chicken soup. Chicken soup for the soul, people. It's still yes. chicken soup is life. It's so good. It's it is so good. So good. I pretty much can't live without food. And I got to tell you, I love live music. Like I, it's probably the biggest thing I miss right now, like is not getting as much live music because man, oh man, Cape Cod is like full of the arts and right? it's so flipping amazing. Mm -hmm. Like I love being able to access that all the time. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I usually in my kitchen, I'm jamming out to music and it, you know, it's, it's part of just what just makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, well, we're going to get up out of here, but before we do, could you give everyone um, your socials and where they can find the, um, wait, what is that called? Oh, the Thanksgiving meals uh, upcoming and um, where people can contact you and um, yes. Your so anybody for anything, any questions, any, anything, whether it's Jenny's joy, Jenny's joy, the website is Jenny's joy.com. Um, you can email me at, for across the board, if you have any questions about anything I do, um, or just in general, or, you know, find me weird and just want to know who I am. Like it's J E N I M Wheeler, W H E E L E R at gmail.com. So Jenny, J E N I, and make sure you get that right because people like do all sorts of weird things with my first name. <laughs> <laughs> but my email address has to be exact. So it's J-E-N-I-M-W-H-E-E-L-E-R at gmail.com. Um, you can find um, everything that I'm doing. I tag usually to my homepage on Facebook. Um, but the collaborative, you can find us. We're actually, um, Rob Cushing is currently creating a website for the collaborative as we're becoming a permanent a permanent entity on Cape Cod, which is exciting. Yes. Um, so the collaborative will have a website coming up soon, um, but you can find everything we do on Facebook um, and Cape Cod Culinary Incubator site for all of the classes we're teaching and all of the cool stuff we're doing there. 
and Faith Family Kitchen every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We also have a Facebook page, um, but every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we serve at Faith Family Kitchen from six to seven. The collaborative serves every Friday under normal circumstances, except this Friday because of Thanksgiving. We served last night instead. Um, but normally every Friday at HYCC, Hyannis Youth Center from three to five. Uh, it used to be four to six, but it's now three to five because of the time change. Mm -hmm. And we serve Tuesday, we move the refrigerated truck. We have a great partnership with Guaranteed Fresh. We move the truck around the community. So tonight, like I said, we'll be up in Sandwich at the Wing School, again, from three to five. Uh, the USDA stuff, you can go, you do have to register for that. And it's um, just because we're trying to track the number of boxes we're using so that we can get more if we need them. Like that's really the only reason. Um, and you just have to go to MMSFI, MMSFI.org. It's the Mass Military Support Foundation and register for the day. Um, and if you need, if you have family, if you have two families living together, you can both register and pick them up together. But um, you have to register so because we, we can only give one box per registration. Um, and that is every Saturday right now at Cape Cod Community College. And every Wednesday, uh, that's from 9 to 1 at Cape Cod Community College. And then every Wednesday, we're in Orleans at the Cape Cod 5 headquarters, 19 West Road. And that is from 10 to 1. 10 to 1. See, I told you she doesn't sleep. I told you. How could she? Did you hear what she just said? She doesn't sleep. <laughs> I, just, I swear to God, I think you might be like a witch or a warlock. Or, I, don't, I don't care. I don't care. You're doing great things. My broom's in the closet. I knew it. I knew it. You heard it here first, guys. All right. Uh, I'm just, you know, now, depending on what time you talk to me, what day you talk to me, and what mm -hmm. kind of mindset I'm in, it could be the Wicked Witch of the West or Glinda. So, you know. It's a pop-up. Don't start nothing, won't be nothing. That's what we're saying. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, we're going to get up out of here. Thank you to our guest, Jenny Wheeler. She gave us so many uh, good <laughs> places to go to um, nourish yourself. And it's not called food insecurity. Let's remember no. that nothing else from this. It is called nutritional security, okay? Yes, we are please. not insecure. I, I love that she brought that up. And if you missed that, check out uh, the podcast on Anchor. I will put that link in the comments. Um, as always, Thank you to our guest, Jenny Wheeler. She's the shit. Uh, thank you to our executive producer, Emily Entwizzle, the twiz. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Uh, remember that hurt people hurt people. So keep an eye on your pain. Stay safe. Godspeed. We'll see you next week. Bye, Spread guys. the love everywhere. Spread that love, baby. Spread the Sprinkle love. Sprinkle it like fairy dust all over the place. <laughs> Sprinkle it like fairy dust. Sprinkle it. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. I tried to end it like four times. I'm going to get it. I got it this time.